0: A goal goes in off your skate or your ankle or your shin pad, and it's lousy luck. Happens again, it's it's, it's unfortunate, but do a little bit better in getting out of there, right? And if it keeps happening, and kind of costs you a Stanley Cup playoff series. Off you go. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Rookie camp for your favorite hockey team starts on September 15th. It's a five-day event that includes, right in the middle of it, a one-day excursion up to Buffalo to participate in a very... Different, somewhat unusual NHL prospects tournament. But it'll be hockey. You know, it'll be real live hockey. And guess what happens the day after rookie camp? That's right, kids. Actual grown up hockey. Can't wait. But there remains time to kill. And I'm of the mind that there's not going to be much in the way of additional movement. On the roster, if they haven't traded Marcus Pedersen and or Brian Dumoulin just yet, I'm thinking that they're going to enter training camp, seeing what actually happens to this defense core, and from there adjust on the fly. In the interim, it's up to you and me to talk some pucks, and I'm going to spend this week going over four different key areas that I feel will be worth watching, and intensely so, once this team takes to the ice in Cranberry. I'm not even talking about preseason games, let alone the real ones. I'm talking about Cranberry. I'm talking about making an immediate impression on management. That, to me, should begin with clearing the crease. If the message isn't loud and clear after Mike Matheson and John Marino were both sent out of here, not that trades are punitive or anything, but it it does mean that they value something else more than they value you, then maybe it'll be worth a really vocal reminder from Mike Sullivan and his staff. Because this was, in hindsight, one of the great shortcomings of the 2021-22 Penguins. It happened to get brutally exposed in the playoffs by the Rangers, who are a team that was feasting on everyone in that area, particularly Chris Kreider, but he wasn't alone. And if you go back over that entire series, sure, it's fair, and I've done it myself to place the principal blame on the caliber of the goaltending. As soon as Casey DeSmith went down, the goaltending went to shambles. Why? Get Louis Domingue in there, just a career minor leaguer. But whether you do a ranking of the various points of blame or not, somewhere on that list, somewhere prominent, was that the Pittsburgh defensemen couldn't move away the New York forwards. Simple as that. They couldn't clear them out of there to facilitate the goaltenders having a better view of the puck. They couldn't clear them out of there for the purposes of rebound control. Oh, and by the way, along the way, they couldn't clear them out of there to make sure they took care of their own position as best as possible, meaning their body position. If you go back over all those pucks that went in off of Mike Matheson, you'll find that a whole bunch of them were right there right there because he could get no movement, no traction of the person he was either supposed to be trying to clear or worse yet, the one he was trying really, really hard to clear and just couldn't. So he's there. He's too close to the net. And it's like having a bunch of, uh I guess, like orange road cones around you while trying to tend goal. You don't just worry about the shot. You worry about all the various things that could happen as a result of the shot. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across Western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. There are hockey evaluators, hockey coaches, who will swear that clearing the crease is not necessarily the domain of the big-bodied defenseman. It's more than anything a matter of will. You know who's the best at it on the Pittsburgh roster? And I'm not joking here, and I'll give you sources to support my contention on this. It's Chris Letang. Letang's Tang's not the biggest guy. He's one of the strongest guys because he keeps himself in exceptional shape. But I don't think anybody would look at him and think, man, there's some brute force. He's still, you know, he, he's Tanger. He is what he's always been from a frame and stature standpoint. You know what else he is? Eddie Johnson loves to call him this in this context specifically. A mean SOB, only he doesn't use SOB. He's referring to the way Latang carries himself in that crease area. Now, he's not great at it either in terms of the result because of what I had just mentioned. But it's not a lack of want to, to say the least. In fact, he kind of takes it personally when you're just hanging out. So it really shouldn't kill the rest of the core to look at Letang and say, hey, if this guy's doing that after everything he's achieved in this league, what's my excuse? You know, what was uh, Matheson thinking? What was Marino thinking? What about Marcus Pedersen? Pedersen can be a pretty mean SOB himself. You can see that from the way teams come back at him. They're always trying to hurt him. You notice that? But is POJ that guy? Is Chad Ruweedle that guy? Is Mark Friedman that guy? Yeah, in moments. at moments. They can be. But it needs to become a consistent trait. You have to not feel all that freaking welcome in going to the Pittsburgh net. And oh, by the way, I think the one pattern that'll show on the very first day of camp, as to whether or not the Penguins as an organization are serious about this, is if you see their defensemen start playing forwards from behind them as opposed to fronting them. And for those of you who don't know the sport that intensely, here's what that means. If the defenseman stays between the opposing forward and his own goaltender, that's keeping them away from the back. That's getting serious about clearing them out. If the defenseman stands between the opposing forward and the opposing team's point man with the puck, try to picture what I'm talking about here. That tells you that they're more intent on blocking shots, on having that player just keep the puck from getting there than they are from moving the man. I don't like this. There are people in the organization who don't like this, but the Penguins do it a lot. Very interesting to see how that plays out. When we come back, J1Q. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And today's J1Q comes from Bill, who asks, oh, boy. (laughs) Wow! Who do you have as the third greatest penguin of all time? I say it has to be Evgeny Malkin, Conn Smythe Trophy, and three Stanley Cups supersede Yaramir Yager. You know, Bill, I can swing back and forth on this one, having covered the duration of Yaramir Yager's peak years, including his captaincy and his MVP and his scoring championships, but I, I I have to agree with you. It's just that I've got a different reason for it. If you look at the individual honors that those two players had, Yager beats out Gino. Uh, he just does uh, from an individual standpoint to the three scoring titles and various other things while he was in Pittsburgh. But that phrase for me, is always the tiebreaker in these conversations while he was in Pittsburgh. That's why back when I was mentioning a couple years ago that Chris Letang was the greatest defenseman in franchise history and I got all this blowback from people who were mad about his last giveaway or whatever, I would ask them, nicely, politely, to come back with an alternative. And there would be some nonsense about Paul Coffey or Larry Murphy... Guys who were with the Penguins for a handful of years. And I'm sorry, that just doesn't do it. And when what you achieved in Edmonton or Detroit or anywhere else that you might have gone on to, or for that matter, been before, doesn't count toward your legacy as a Pittsburgh Penguin. It can't. Who thinks like that? So when you're looking at Jager and you say, wow, I mean, look where he ranks in NHL annals and look how long he played. And for crying out loud, he's still playing overseas for the team he owns in Kladno, Czechia," And you're like, that's just amazing. Well, guess what? It is, but it doesn't count toward his Pittsburgh legacy. Also, I'm going to throw this out. When you're talking about these big scope debates, who was the greatest penguin, da-da-da-da-da, there theres no reasonable way to omit how he left. There just isn't. The whole dying alive thing and uh, demanding a trade and forcing the blow-up of the team right after Mario Lemieux comes out of retirement, embarrassing Mario, and then when he comes back later on from that weird excursion to Siberia and plays, I don't know, some kind of footsie with the Penguins as to whether or not he was going to sign with them and he ends up signing with, of all teams, the Flyers. Listen, I am all in favor of applauding and appreciating everything that Yaramir did while he was in Pittsburgh. I was there for it. I got along great with this guy, believe me. But there's no comparison between that and the consistency, the excellence, and the commitment over the very long term that Evgeny Malkin has shown to the Penguins. I appreciate the question. It's so good. I wouldn't mind getting more like it. And I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.